Hello and welcome to another edition of Rouse Review. I am Dan Hoffman, your city manager here in Winchester. And with me, as always, is Amy Simmons, your communication director. Hello, Amy. Hello. So what is on your mind today? (laughs) Complete blank. Amy was just complaining that she never knows what what she should say when I throw it to her. What? Why'd you stop it? I haven't stopped it yet. (laughs) Oh, good. Don't stop it. We will take care of this in editing. Uh, All right. We're not starting over. Uh, Rouse Review, soldiers on. Uh, All right. First off, we we have a a great show today. It's uh, Black History Month, so we're going to talk to uh, a local historian about some figures of interest from here in the community. Yes, and Uh, I have also a quiz for you that is not necessarily black history related history related okay i have been reading uh the book the history of winchester uh, by a guy named morton that uh, mr wilkins uh, of the of the shoe store downtown uh gave me uh so we'll see if i'm up to the challenge first off we're going to cover a few bits of business Uh, we have a council meeting uh tomorrow Uh, It's going to be, and I don't want to jinx us, I think it's going to be a relatively brief meeting. That being said, you never know with a council meeting. So uh, let's roll. I'm going to roll through the agenda just so everyone knows what's going on, uh, and this will be brief. We have a a second reading on a text amendment change. Uh, Nothing really of note there. If you're into urban planning, give it a look. Uh, It just allows for some additional bonus density for folks um, that create certain improvements on their property. We are going to talk about the the appointment process for interim city councilors. Uh, We just recently did this with uh, interim councilor Richard Bell with the seat that was vacated by Bill Wiley. And uh, I realized that we don't really have a formal process for doing that. So moving forward, we want to have a very defined process to follow. Um, and then uh, almost a perfunctory second reading on a change to the the school board election calendar. That's the regular meeting, uh, so that should be quick. Work session uh, has one item on it of note, and I, I even that's even a stretch to say this is just an ordinance relating to the abatement of taxes on buildings destroyed by fortuitous happenings. Now, what does that mean? One of my favorite titles I've ever seen on an agenda <laughs> item. Uh, I promise you it's actually not as exciting. So the city currently, uh, if, if you're building a new building, uh, we begin taxing you on the, on the value of that building once it's substantially complete. This is almost a companion to that, uh, which allows for a tax abatement if your uh, building has been destroyed by fortuitous happenings. Now, I don't know what... Uh, what is it, a fortuitous <clears throat> happening? A fortuitous happening, you know, I, I don't think it's fortuitous if a hurricane or a tornado knocks down your house, but evidently this is the proper use of the word fortuitous. Uh, I trust my city attorney. Um, <laughs> I think this is some, uh, you know, government parlance that uh, means... By accident, crazy things happen. Crazy things happen. Uh, So this allows you to get tax abatement if your building is partially destroyed. So that is slightly interesting. That is that. Uh, The only thing I'm going to mention, not related to the council meeting tomorrow. uh, Last week we had some more snow. Of course, seems to happen every week. Uh, You might notice if you have, um, if you get our alerts that you know we have different snow plans snow plans a b and c 
A means uh, we're just treating roadways as necessary uh, in accordance to our route schedule. You should use caution. Drive only when necessary. You know, it, it's a small event type of, that's plan A. Plan B means uh, we're actually getting out, we're plowing roadways um, in the proper route schedule. And that means we do main arteries first, uh, making sure that emergency routes are cleared, the big roads. Then we get to some of the secondary roads. And then after that, there's a lot of other smaller uh, you know, alleyways and other places that are public right of way that we clear. So. Um, if you, if you ever wonder why does one road get plowed before another road, it's because it's probably deemed a major arterial and, you know, your neighborhood street might not be. It's not because, you know, somebody important lives on one street and you feel that you're not important. No, there's, there's a very defined route as, uh, as to when these get done. And in Snow Plan B, you should uh, always, of course, use caution. Do not park along designated snow emergency routes. I had someone call me this morning very mad that the plow... Uh, pushed snow up against his vehicle, his vehicle was parked in a snow emergency route. He's probably a little lucky that his vehicle wasn't towed. So um, please, and when you see snow plan B, uh, move your car off of the snow emergency routes. Uh, and of course, clear your sidewalk, be a good neighbor, clear your sidewalk. Um, and now it's, there's is a third uh, plan, snow plan C. This is for you know slightly bigger event, police close the parking lots, Parking on all city streets uh, where snow is to be removed is, uh, you know, just don't park on the street. Do your best to find uh, another place to park so that we can clear the roads efficiently. And that's because we're actually having to haul the, yeah. the snow away because yeah. there's so much of it. There's so much of it. We would be blocking sidewalks. And as everybody knows, when you got a big mound of snow, it takes forever to melt. Mm -hmm. uh, we still had some mounds of snow from the previous snow uh, lingering around last week. So... Uh, please keep all that in mind. Always go to the city website if you have, uh, if you want to know more. Obviously, snow also affects trash pickup, so be sure you're checking social media or the city's website. Uh, if you're wondering, hey, is my trash going to get picked up, and it's actively snowing outside, there's a good chance it's not going to get picked up. So don't be surprised. People always seem to be surprised. You know, their trash isn't picked up. Well, there's five inches of snow on the ground. The same, a lot of the same folks that pick up trash also plow your snow for you. So uh, be be patient with us. Uh, we do it. We have an amazing snow team that clears things out really quickly, uh, and then we get to trash as quickly as we can as soon as it's safe. Uh, and you can sign up for alerts. Uh, Amy, tell them how to do that. Yeah, we will send you a text, an email, or a phone call whenever that happens. If the if it's snowing, if it's a holiday or there's some other reason why we can't pick up trash or a, a, a long list of other things, we will send you that notice and you don't have to worry or wonder anymore. So the reason, the type of subscriptions you can get when you're creating account is for trash and recycling collection changes when we activate or deactivate a snow plan, whenever we close government facilities. Uh, you can even get weather warnings from the, Na the National Weather Service and you can set quiet periods, which is very nice. So they're not emailing you or mm -hmm. texting you in the middle of the night that's a really nice feature yes and then we can also if we are made aware of a scheduled road closure we will send that out if you want to get receive those kind of alerts and also when our wind train routes are rescheduled for any mm -hmm. reason got it we will send a text an email or a phone call 
to a cell phone or landline. So you just have to sign up for that service and we will get you notified as soon as possible. Sounds great. All right. Like I said, we are talking black history um, uh, this month or for this podcast this month. Uh, And we have with us a special guest. Tyson, thank you for joining us. Uh, You are a local historian, came to us, uh, recommended by several people, uh, Mm -hmm. talked to us about Black History Month. Uh, Introduce yourself to folks. I'm I'm Tyson Gilpin. I'm an attorney in Winchester, and I'm the uh, education chair for the uh, NAACP in Winchester, and I've been doing that for, oh, a number of years. And I know you've uh, taken up uh, Thomas Laws, and you've taken up... uh, uh, John Kirby, uh, as far as African Americans in the community uh, in the past, and uh, th- there's one more that's uh, equally significant in many ways. It's Howard Walker. That's excellent. I, that one is new to me. I know we've, mm-hmm. we've been doing these videos over the course of the month. We've been putting them mm-hmm. on social media. We've done spots with polls, uh, Robert Oreck. Um, we did Ruth Jackson. Next week is the Douglas School, um, and you've got some more folks you want to talk to us about today, right? Yeah, well, uh, Thomas Laws and John Kirby are, are just uh, exceptional people, I mean, nationally, internationally for jazz and, 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 mm-hmm. and then for the uh, heroic uh, efforts as a spy. That was Thomas Laws. But Howard Walker is the third story that I think is, is so significant. Uh, he was a, a black man who went to Douglas um, mm-hmm. School, and uh, he was born around 1920. And uh, around uh, uh, his years there and, and in high school, he was a star football player for the black school. And uh, the, you, you hear these tales about Hanley's undefeated team then, and, and Douglas uh, had an undefeated team. They never played each other, but th- these tales of a secret uh, matchup would be— Really? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it ever happened, but it, or it might have partially happened. But mm-hmm. uh, the stories go that they, you know, they had secret, a secret matchup between the two teams. And, and anyway, he, uh, Walker was kind of a, a, uh, so well-known in the community. And uh, he, he had a tragic ending, but— uh, what happened with him is he, he, he was dating a white woman. Uh, really? He was about 25 years old. She was just out of high school. Uh, she was married, and it was, the war was starting, World War II. Oh. And uh, he was dating her. Her, her. The woman's husband was in India in a campaign, and uh, Walker got to know her by—he uh, was hired by the family to drive her to Fort Belvoir to see her husband before he shipped out. Oh. And, and so this uh, uh, relationship was it was kind of scandalous. He 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 was a very flamboyant guy. Everyone uh, uh, knew who he was and very mm-hmm. popular. And I talked to some old residents about 15 years ago, white residents who remember seeing him play football. Uh, he had huge hands. He could carry the football in one hand. He usually did. What position did he play? A uh, quarterback, oh. but pretty pretty much everything I think uh, yeah. uh, on the team. And anyway, th- this uh, relationship. Uh, disturbed the black community uh, immensely they, they they were warning him uh, mm. to uh, not uh, you know not continue and, and the white community of course began to be aware of it and mm-hmm. uh, what happened was he lived on uh, Peyton Street uh, well, mm-hmm. well that's where his girlfriend lived the white the white girl and she lived with uh, her mother-in-law and uh, we think the mother-in-law found out, and he, he would sneak in the window at night. And I've been over there on Peyton Street. I, the house is still yeah. there. And uh, we're I, on Peyton Street, over by uh, the library. Yeah, or? just uh, on the library uh, behind the library. Oh uh, wow, Peyton. And uh, anyway, the mother-in-law apparently called him out and, and called the police. And it's one of these southern stories where mm. the family was uh, mortified, embarrassed. The white mm-hmm. family. Um, it it started out that uh, he was accused. He was in a a, a lineup. And uh, then he was uh, charged, and, and uh, in 60 days he was executed in Richmond. Oh, uh, wow. Electric chair. And 
It was quite interesting. And the NAACP uh, started uh, in 1944. The, the, when Walker was charged, uh, they started this chapter of, the, of our NAACP. And in 30 days or, or within 60 days, it was up to 200 members, which is, is, is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Wow. Uh, story. But uh, uh, the story has so many uh, twists and turns. I mean, the judge was um, uh, 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 Burr Harrison, who was mm -hmm. a, uh, he was a bird man, and, and he was uh, politically mm -hmm. ambitious. And, he, uh, um, and the defense attorney was Elliot Marshall, who became a judge later. And uh, Elliot Marshall uh, pled him guilty, and uh, uh, the Commonwealth attorney was obviously in, in on it with Elliot Marshall to— be merciful, and, and so the Commonwealth Attorney made no recommendation, which is uh, pretty cons uh, pretty telling when you're a, a, an attorney and, and you're trying to get your client off. I've done some defense work, and yeah. you get the Commonwealth Attorney to say, "I have no opinion, Judge." Uh, it's kind of indicates, Judge, you know, be yeah. lenient. And the judge uh, ordered him executed. And wow. I often think I knew Marshall really well, and uh, I often think I never talked to him about it. No one ever talked mm -hmm. about this case until about 15 years ago, and then all the story came out. But wow, uh, Marshall must have just been uh, floored when that uh, I, uh, that never happened to me. Uh, it doesn't happen to many attorneys <laughs> where you uh, work on a guilty plea mm -hmm. and, and then expect some leniency, and, yeah. and your client is executed. So um, that's pretty astounding. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty dramatic, and and the whole community was involved in such a southern, typical southern way. Yeah. The, the whites were afraid of a black mob. The, the blacks were afraid of a white mob, and there was a white mob. Uh, yeah. So they had to move uh, Walker down to Shandor County to keep him protected from being, um, you know, lynched or taken out of the jail. What in what year was that? Uh, forty four. In forty four. Yeah. Which is fascinating. You hear the story, and absent a date you almost think this is this this must have happened back in the 1800s or this must have mm -hmm. happened in you know during reconstruction or something along those lines but this happened like there are people alive today mm -hmm. in this community you know not a 120 year old person you know you don't need just to there are folks in this <laughs> plenty of folks in this community today alive mm -hmm. that were alive for this event which is mm -hmm. uh i think it really drives home just how uh, recent a lot of this was yeah it's because people don't talk about it and, yeah. and it, it, it's it's an aspect of african-american life i mean the whole community life that that should be talked about because mm -hmm. you are so shocked that these things yeah uh, really happen you, you you tend to ignore things i think no, yeah uh, like this and uh, so well I mean, I mean black history month or or any kind of education of these issues i mean i grew up in rural south carolina and none of I got none of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we, in, in growing up in school, we just didn't. You know, you don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there's a very glossed over or kind of rosy picture painted of mm -hmm. um, you know what was happening, not just during the Civil War and mm -hmm. kind of revisionist history about the Civil War, but also uh, you know Jim Crow era. You know, things again in our lifetimes that happened. Mm -hmm. It was done so uh, quickly and, and uh, so smoothly. Typical Virginia, uh, uh, you know, procedure. Yeah. Uh, judge dotted all the eyes, and, and before you knew it, uh, it was um, you know, done. Done deal. But, well, let's talk about a different era. Okay. <clears throat> we'll go back in time a little bit more. Talk a little bit about Thomas Laws. Well, Thomas Laws uh, uh, was a, 
uh, kind of a self-effacing uh, 48-year-old uh, vegetable farmer. From hmm. he, li- he lived outside of Berryville, uh, right near the old chapel. If you, I don't know if you know Clark County. You, you probably mm-hmm. haven't been around down there. but Not, not much, no. You, <laughs> not you, yet. Yeah, you leave Berryville and you head toward Du Bois, and, and, and there's an old stone chapel, and there's mm-hmm. a, a Chapel Hill farm. He had a cabin right there where the road, uh, right pretty much in the road because it was expanded and, and it was it, torn down, I guess, his house. But mm-hmm. he lived there, and he, and he became a spy uh, going through the lines for Sheridan. And here was this uh, guy, married, uh, churchgoer, trustee of his church in Berryville, uh, uh, taken by scouts to, to sh- meet with Sheridan in Martinsburg. Uh, here's a slave uh, sitting with a major general. And the information that Laws gave Sheridan got Sheridan his first uh, big victory. It got him uh, uh, noticed. It, it, it made his career. It also uh, had something to do with getting Lincoln elected the victory that Sheridan. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I've heard a bit of that story. Incredible uh, impact of this this humble guy, and then he went back to Berryville. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one uh, knew much about him after that. He never got found out. But despite that, uh, the Yankees uh, troops came out in 1885, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the Sixth Corps, who did most of the fighting in the Third Battle of Winchester, yeah. and they, they were looking for him, and they find they found him, and they took him into D.C. and uh, he met the Quaker woman who helped get him the information, mm-hmm. and she identified him because they wanted to find the man who, who did this. That's awesome. And then they offered him a job, and he said no. He went back to Berryville and <laughs> disappeared. I mean, that was his life there. Uh, wow. And Now, Mr. Kirby. This, one, this is a name I've actually heard before, mm-hmm. so let, let's talk a little bit about Mr. Kirby. Well, Kirby uh, was born, I think, in 1908 in... Uh, North End on Kent Street. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting, uh, the, the, the key uh, artistic figures in Winchester are Kirby and Patsy Cline. Uh, uh, if you talk about artistic contributions, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Kirby on the north end of Kent Street and Patsy Cline on the, on the south end. That's interesting. And uh, Kirby was there, and he was uh, mentored by uh, the uh, the school principal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, forget, I forget his name. It slips my mind. But uh, a wonderful man who mentored so many African-American kids uh, in the Frederick Douglass School. And uh, Kirby uh, then went to Baltimore when he was 15, then to New York, and uh, he married uh, a a famous uh, uh, singer, black singer. uh, No one would know her now, but she really was on the top of the charts. He had a famous band. Everyone knew. He's in the uh, band Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And and then he died in uh, 1952. He was only 43 when he died. Yeah, he was in a car. Uh, his, his career had kind of taken a, n- a nosedive. Uh, oh, really? His, his music, uh, his band actually had Miles Davis and mm-hmm. Charlie Parker. They passed through it. Uh, and, and he kind of developed a strange style of classical kind of formulations uh, for jazz, uh, mm-hmm. very precise, in the 1940s, early 40s. And, and then he had a concert at Carnegie Hall that just was a flop. And huh. then he ended up in Los Angeles, and jazz was in a t- uh, turmoil then. It, it was yeah. going to bebop, and, and uh, he, he, he was just out of sync, and he died in his car. It was kind of a sad uh, ending. Huh. But two of his uh, children, uh, one lives in Winchester, and uh, one lives in Norfolk and has written a book about him. Uh, we have a Kirby. We had a Kirby Day, several Kirby Days, where we celebrated him in the spring with Shenandoah University uh, providing uh, backup awesome. with us. and. Uh, it's, uh, we had this guy, uh, 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 Rusty Mason, uh, who was a minister and a, and a jazz man who grew up on Kent Street about 20 years after Kirby. But he used to walk by Kirby's house. Uh, have you ever seen a picture of Kirby's house? It's, it's on Kent Street. I've walked by it up there. Yeah, yeah. it has a, has a plaque outside yeah. of it. But on the porch, uh, uh, Kirby was brought up by uh, Reverend Washington and his wife. Hmm. And Rusty Mason, uh, 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 
Um, they'd love to get him on the radio. We'd have mm-hmm. Kirby Day, and they'd get Rusty on the radio. He'd love to talk. He was a minister and a, and a great jazz player. But he'd talk about walking up Kent Street, where Kirby walked uh, 20 mm-hmm. years later. And there was Reverend Washington and his wife, who, who were the foster parents of, mm-hmm. of Kirby, sitting on their little porch, smoking, uh, had corncob pipes. And, <laughs> and the Reverend would chase Rusty, uh, go back home, you know, back to school. Where, where, where are you supposed to be? You're idling around. He'd chase him uh, a little bit, and, and, and Rusty would, you know, move on. But uh, uh, Rusty celebrated our Kirby days for a couple of years, got a band together, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, post-COVID, that's going to have to be something we look into Definitely. to bringing back. I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of pent-up energy post-COVID to, yeah, yeah, to, sell, yeah. to go back to celebrating People things. People are just <laughs> bursting out of their houses. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> trust me. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, I think it's worth pointing out that a few of the folks that we've mentioned today or talked about today, you know, they have ties to that North Kent area. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, for a part of the city that has been, you know, unfortunately... Um, you know, in, in some ways overlooked over the years, it's a, it's an area that I, I'm actually very optimistic, uh, mm-hmm. is going to see a lot of positive change in the coming years, mm-hmm. a, a ton of Winchester history. Mm-hmm. And I know the city is going to be making some pretty significant investments, uh, in mm-hmm. that area, mm-hmm. uh, over the, over the coming years. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm very, uh, I'm feeling very upbeat about the future of, of that neighborhood. You've got the investments that, uh, are being made in the Douglas School. That, that's a huge that's, step. It's a really huge. Good. It's going to really anchor that end of mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Uh, I know mm-hmm. we're going to be banking a lot of street improvements mm-hmm. uh, along Kent Street, uh, possibly some new parks. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty positive about what's going to happen in that neighborhood. And you know, I think one of our responsibilities as uh, city public administrators and local mm-hmm. historians and community mm-hmm. members is making sure that you know these stories are woven mm-hmm. through those uh, woven through those improvements yeah that's the real uh, the, the goal there the, yeah. the, the history of the J I mean uh, you know past Domino and Duke Ellington and, mm-hmm. and Cab Calloway they, they all uh, played there uh, and the building's still there where they played mm-hmm. and, and there's a hotel on uh, now I'll really test you here uh, do you know where Sharp Street is uh, yes, <laughs> yes. So, and <clears throat> there's um, the hotel. Ah, the Dean Hotel. Yes. Where is that, though? Uh, I think right, I know the building. It's, it's right up sure. near the railroad tracks on that end of the street. Yes. Okay. And it was in the Green Book, uh, you know. The, uh, in the Green Book, yes, because mm-hmm. that was all was all part of the circuit back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, Kent Street had more stuff going on and, and anywhere in town. I mean, as far as good music and, and uh, mm, talent, uh, it was a good... Uh, uh, quite a place. Uh, yeah, I think this is important. This is good to. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. And there was Ruth Jackson on South Kent. Ruth yeah, Jackson yeah. on South Kent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we that, just that was on the Green park. Book too. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And now we just put a park there. Yep. Uh, yeah, my my goal is at least you know as we look at some of these places, whether it's the old stone lodge or. or Places where we still have some structures, uh, mm-hmm. you know, try to keep them, try mm-hmm. to preserve them. Granted, yeah. we can't preserve every building just because it's older, but mm-hmm. the ones that have a story, the ones that have a history to them. You know, yeah, the Dean Hotel, you, you know, the, the the desk book is is out there. Uh, really? Supposedly. Uh, Dr. Brooks, who owned it, uh, died. But the desk book, of course, had the names I, I, of Cab Calloway and Duke Ellington signed in. Uh, and this may be another mm. myth, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it's supposedly out there. We can maybe get Well, I do get. like a treasure hunt, so. <laughs> yes, you do. I know. I, I'm a... I would love to be Indiana Jones one day. So <laughs> uh, the idea of, of hunting down these uh, lost artifacts of Winchesters mm-hmm. yeah. uh, excites me. So, well, 
Tyson, thank you very much for joining mm -hmm. us. Well, this, nice. uh, this has been very interested. I know we could go on for uh, very an long, hour. For, for an, oh, oh, at oh, least uh, an hour uh, talking uh, about it. Three hours on each one of these guys, easy. Absolutely. You know? uh, unfortunately, podcasts, we try to keep <laughs> them to nice digestible uh, chunks. But if people want to learn more, where can folks go um, to, to find out more? Are there chapter meetings that if somebody wanted to attend? I know COVID's throwing everything off yeah. now, but how would someone learn more about these folks? Uh, well, uh, that's a good good question. I mean, the NAACP, uh, we're the education uh, uh, committee. I mean, mm -hmm. we meet every other, once a, one Saturday a month, second Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you know, you, you may be one of the only places that's that's going to hold this right now. And now uh, Sharon Dixon and, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, has, has started to uh, document some stories, uh, and she has has those but you raised a good question where, where, where do we where, where do we yeah where do we keep this and, and how do we how do we hmm. hanley library has the howard walker story of, yeah and, and they got all the, the court the court had all the stuff in the files the knife supposedly uh they were they were supposed to have gotten rid of it in by 1965 they still had it uh <laughs> five years ago which is great mm -hmm. so we got the, the artifacts and the court proceedings at the hanley library and, and a lot more so Hanley Library, yeah, uh, that's probably the only Hanley other Library. place. But it, it uh, yeah, that, that's a, a great start. It has more than anything, I think. Uh, and right we now. just we just try to start a Black History webpage as well. It's got just bullet points, mm -hmm. but it's at least a short overview, and we're looking to grow mm -hmm. that. Well, again, thank you very much for joining us. <clears throat> uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back at some point. Maybe we can dive into one of these stories a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, Stay warm out there uh, and be safe on your travels. Very interesting. We've got all these figures in town. And I know somebody, um, you know, some of these folks you, you might not have heard of, you know, for example, Howard Walker. He you might not rise to the level of a historical figure. What a sad story. But it's such a sad story. Oh, and, you know, it's a lot of times we folks focus on the the individuals during Black History Month. But, you know, it's called Black History Month, and, you know, this was their experience. A lot of it is the history of the black experience, uh, which obviously I can't, you know, begin to uh, even imagine, you know, what that experience has been like. It's not been my experience, of course. But, you know, a lot of it is these stories that you don't know about, uh, you know, people having to, that have lived in fear, uh, that didn't feel welcome in a place like City Hall. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, City Hall, our courts, they were not a a place where people found service. Yeah, they were not a place where people found, you know, justice, depending on where they might be. Even so, the library. Even the libraries. Yeah. I mean, it, that's why still to this day, I hear a lot of people not feeling comfortable to go to City Hall. It's not, they don't feel like it's for them. Uh, so if there's if there's anything I can do as a city manager, anybody that's listening to this, uh, if there's anything I can do as a city manager to make you feel like City Hall is for you, uh, if you don't feel like you know this place is welcoming, please let please let me know what we can do differently. Absolutely. All right. So moving right along, uh, you had some questions for me. Yes, we're going to test your knowledge since you've been here for five months. Five months. Let's see how much you've learned. We're going to start with an er a really easy one. Okay. What famous country music singer was born in Winchester? Patsy Klein. Oh, Come on. so easy. So easy. Okay, so who? And, but but let's be real. How long did Patsy Klein actually live here? Probably not long. Not long. I don't I, know the years. I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot less than some people might think. 
But we do have a house. We do have a Patsy, Patsy Klein house. It's I look a forward to cool museum. I look forward. I have not visited it yet. There's a very nice. I think it's still there at our tourism visiting tourism and visitor center. There's a very nice little exhibit over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out if it's open. <laughs> yeah, uh, it should be open. Yeah. yeah, they're accepting visitors. Okay, so who founded Winchester? I can give you multiple choice if needed. Okay, so I know Lord Fairfax had a role in it. But there was somebody else that the, he then deeded the land to. Give me multiple choice. Think of the think of the names of the schools around here. So there's Johnny Appleseed. That's not Johnny. Obviously not Johnny no. Appleseed. Thanks. George Washington. No, George, not George Washington. You already mentioned Laura Fairfax and then James Wood. James Wood. It was James Wood. Yes. yes there we go. Okay. So question number three. When was Winchester founded? 1744. Yes. Some people think it's 1752. Why is that? Because I've seen that as well. Because 1752, I wish Tim was here. He could really explain this. That well, Tim was there then, right? Tim, <laughs> if, I, if you had put Tim Humans as one of the options, I might have picked that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> 1744 was when it was founded. 1752 was when... Uh, it was incorporated. Incorporated. Yes, the yeah. city was incorporated then. A lot. So it's funny. Uh, the city I just came from also had one of its big anniversaries. And there was this big controversy of, well, is this the anniversary of its founding or its incorporation? I like to go with the older one because it sounds cooler. 1744. Yes. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay, so how old was George Washington when he first came to Winchester? 16. Yes, but do you know what job he was doing when he came He was here? a surveyor. Very good. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> Uh, that I read somewhere a really story, a really interesting story about him when he came here and why he came mm-hmm. here. I wish I knew where I saw that, but it was very interesting. And you know what his teeth were actually made of? Okay, it wasn't wood. It wasn't wood, ivory. Oh, okay. There you go, History Channel. Hmm. Wonder where he got that. Okay, so yeah, do you get do, do you, get you get ivory, ivory teeth from an elephant from elephant tusks, <laughs> or would, is there other places? Are there other sources of ivory? Uh, it doesn't sound like it would be, but it's kind of gross. Yeah. I'd almost rather have wood in my mouth. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, who was not a benefactor? <laughs> benefactor of Winchester in this list: Charlie Rouse, mm-hmm. John Kerr, mm-hmm. John Hanley, or, or Garland Quarles. Which one was not a benefactor? Kerr. Incorrect. What is it? Quarles. It was Quarles. Of course, obviously Hanley and Rouse are benefactors, but it, not. Quarles was an old superintendent, right? Yes, and teacher, I believe. And teacher, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, Rouse is an obvious one. His name's built after him. I, I <laughs> walk by a big plaque, a statue of him every day. So uh, that one's not a surprise. And Handley, uh, you know, Obviously. that's, you know, seriously, that's a crown jewel. So it had to be that. All right, you got me on one. Okay, number six. Which Winchester structure did Thomas Edison say was the most beautiful building he had ever seen? Or one of the most? One of the most beautiful. Handley High School. No. Close. Close. Handley Library. Handley Library. Oh, yeah. It's little. It's pretty beautiful. That is. Oh, man. All right. I'm, uh, I'm on a bad street It's only now. two. It's only two. Who was the Winchester resident that was the first victim of John Brown's raid at Harper's Ferry? Was it John Kirby, Oliver Brown, Hayward Shepard, or Spotswood Poles? Oliver Brown. No. Oh, my goodness. Three in a row. I know. If I miss one more, I have to resign. It was even in your notes I gave you. You it's, gave me notes? Yeah. That list of uh, black history. I didn't realize I had a... Hayward Shepard. Hayward Shepard. Oh! Read some tidbits. I, 
Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> All righty, number eight. Moving on. When did Main Street become a pedestrian mall? Hmm, the walking mall. I can give you some dates. Yes, give me multiple choice. 1972, mm-hmm. 74, mm-hmm. 76, or 79. Obviously, it was in the 70s, so pick one. 1970 it was four four <laughs> yes all right back on track okay yay where was a german prisoner of war camp located in winchester during world war ii oh they had the oh, i know this one i know this one during world war ii yes german prisoner camp. oh i thought you were oh i was i immediately went to the civil war Mm-mm. world war ii Man, this isn't in the book I'm reading. It stops at 1924. <laughs> <laughs> so I can give you some points. All right. Give me- Obviously, some of these are going to be out there. Uh, okay. Apple Pie Ridge. Uh, that's a road. Gainsboro. Gainsboro. I don't know where that is. John Kerr Elementary School or Virginia Avenue Elementary School. Which one of those? I'm going to say John Kerr. The other school. Virginia, Virginia. Avenue. Is Virginia Avenue? Oh, okay. It's up there by the post office. It's got oh. that long lo- lawn in front of it. Oh, And we've got okay. old pictures of just there's little tents everywhere in the lawn. And you put a German prisoner of war camp right in front of an elementary school. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. All right. Last question. When did the town of Winchester officially become the city of Winchester? Town to city. Oh, so not the seven the seventeen fifty two incorporation. Nope. All right. What are my options? Eighteen forty, eighteen sixty five, eighteen seventy four, or nineteen oh one. Is this in my notes anywhere here? It is not. <laughs> Dang. Now see it can't be nineteen oh one because City Hall was built in nineteen oh one. That's right. So it has to be before that. So what are the other three options? Eighteen forty, eighteen sixty five. 1874. Hmm. Hint. It is 100 years after the pedestrian mall was built. Do you remember the answer for that one? 100 years after? You mean before? I mean before. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so 1874. <laughs> yes. All right. I was never Thank good you. at math. Okay. Well, I started off strong. Not too bad, though. And then uh, I I took a nosedive. I will have to work (laughs) on that, and we'll test me again in a future episode. Keep reading that book. Thank you. Uh, Now you have uh, some interesting activities coming up to tell people about. Sure. So Parks and Rec is always trying to introduce new things. So they have a new cookie decorating class for ages 16 and up. The first class begins on March 23rd, and we'll go over the proper techniques to decorate cookies all right and i'm told the registration website will be working and is working now well hopefully soon if it's not now because we had an upgrade yeah and it took longer than we thought so if If not call deputy city manager mary blow on her direct line (laughs) no don't do that uh she oversees no (laughs) just kidding no the call the right number to call is 662-4946 but uh, they, the park also has another program coming up, or I guess it's kind of ongoing. Mm-hmm. It's private music lessons, and you can pick your Ooh. day and time. And they have guitar, ukulele, piano, and voice. Cool. So you just call the park in case the website's not working uh, or the online registration and sign up. The next session begins March 15th. So you may have heard that Virginia has a new statewide COVID vaccine pre-registration website, and it's open to any Virginia resident. 
and they can get on the waiting list, figure out which phase they qualify for, and then they will be contacted when it's their turn to schedule for the vaccine. And that is vaccinate.virginia.gov or 877-VAX-NVA. And that can get you uh, all the information you need. There's also a drive-up COVID-19 testing site coming up at the Apple Blossom Mall. They're going to set up there in the parking lot somewhere. And uh, it's not here yet, but it'll be open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, if you want to check for that when more updates or other sites, testing sites, it's Mm testbeforeyougo.com. And then last but not least, the EDA has uh, decided to go into a purchase-sell agreement, possibly, or begin that negotiation process with the Aikens Group for the vacant property on the corner of Kent and Piccadilly Streets. So they are interested in building townhouses there mm-hmm. and uh, currently working on site plan, and uh, that kind of proposal development is allowed by right. So more information on that to come. And that's Excellent. all I have. Yeah. And earlier in the show, we talked about uh, alerts and notifications. Remind folks one more time where to go to sign up for their alerts about snow plans, trash pickups, and whatnot. Yes, that is going to be your first line of defense for when things change. So it's winchesterva.gov slash get alerts. It will literally call you on your phone. Or text you. Or send you a text message. Or email you. Or email you. However you want it. So there's no reason... Uh, to not be informed. Uh, We provide multiple ways. So uh, Winchester, sign up. All right, that's all we've got. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you around City Hall.